Hey teachers, my name is Adva Hanan and I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time both inside and outside of the classroom. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here, so get ready to learn, grow, and become the best teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Hello, welcome back to Shaping Little Minds podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. I have spoken about this subject before, but today I have a special guest on with me. She is a social media and confidence coach, and today we are diving into operating in life, in the classroom, with a growth mindset in order to show up with confidence. This is something I'm always talking about, so I can't wait for you to get some implementable tips and tricks in this episode. Please help me welcome Anik to the podcast. Welcome to Shaping Little Minds. Thank you for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Hi, yeah. So my name is Anik Welsh and I am a social media and confidence coach. So I'm a certified mindset coach. And uh, essentially, I help my clients. I work a lot primarily with entrepreneurs, um, but I also work with (laughs) the public too. And, you know, mindset work is not only for entrepreneurs, right? It's for everybody. So um, essentially, I teach people um, how to operate with a growth mindset so that they can learn to be more confident in their day-to-day to take action that feels really good and aligned for them. Um, and just be honestly happier people. Like, I feel like that's my purpose in life is just to like help people lead happier lives. So <laughs> that's, that's me. Fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so in the teaching world, um, growth mindset is like super, it's really talked about, about, um, incorporating into your classroom and internalizing it as the teacher. And they say that, you know, you can see a lot of, um, change in a student's work in a student's progress, et cetera, when you incorporate that kind of mindset and internalize it as well. So for those who don't know, can you just explain the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, um, so that they understand kind of where, we're coming from when it comes to talking about growth mindset and how it can um, really level up a person's life, a person's um, just general teaching, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like growth mindset might sound a little, a little like wooey to some people, but really at it's like, I'll just break it right down for you guys. It's really just this awesome, easy, simple thing that refers to the belief that Basically, your qualities that include intelligence and talent can be cultivated through effort. So what that means is that you have the ability to grow your talents. You have the ability to grow your intelligence um, and, you know, basically that like 
seeing challenges as an opportunity to grow and expand, seeing failure as a learning experience. Um, so that's what the growth mindset is all about. It's all about the fact that you can grow as a human being, right? And um, not letting yourself kind of get stuck in a narrative of, um, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not good enough. Um, and flipping those into like, I am good enough, I can do this, I can learn. Um, you know, like intelligence is flexible and talent can be grown. They are not fixed. And um, often we go through life with a fixed mindset and you'll be able to recognize it when you really see that, like what you believe. Basically, a fixed mindset is all about believing that things are like not at all in your control. It's like approaching life from a victim mindset. It's about like, you know, life is happening to you. Um, on this topic, I do want to have a little caveat that like something that we don't often acknowledge when we talk about fixed mindset and growth mindset is that, you know, there is a factor of privilege involved as well. So are, there are things that happen to us that are in fact out of our control, um, you know, depending on race, class, whatever it is for you in your life. And so um, I do want to acknowledge that there is that privilege standpoint and it's something that's a really important part of this fixed mindset, growth mindset conversation. But there are some things that are within our control, and that's what fixed and growth mindset is all about. So if you're operating in a fixed mindset, often you're like terrified of failure. Like failure is just absolutely devastating because it means you are a failure, right? And so that leads into, you know, maybe you're not trying things that you are, you know you won't be good at. So you're not open to learning. You're not open to trying new things. Um, whereas when we shift that into a growth mindset, it's about that openness to know that like you are human and you can grow and you ha do have control over the majority of things in your life and you do have the power over the outcome of a situation. Um, so yeah, that mouthful was all just to explain to you, you know, growth mindset <laughs> versus fixed mindset. <laughs> uh, I love it. That was, I mean, that was a great way to describe it because we also have to instill that mindset into our students so that they can grow and continue learning as the school years go by and as yes. they grow up. Um, yeah. So can you just tell, now that you explained the differences between growth mindset and fixed mindset, can you just give us kind of an outline of how a growth mindset can really help us in our day-to-day, -day, um, obviously in the classroom, yeah wherever. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I think this is so cool that we're having this conversation for teachers because it's all about teaching. It's all about learning, right. And being open to students asking questions, being open to the progress of your students as well as your own progress. Right. And I think at the top of this Adva, you mentioned how it's so important not only to teach growth mindset, mindset to your students, but also to embody it, to internalize it. And you know, the, the main point of that is that like, if you're not internalizing it yourself, you're not going to fully understand it enough to be able to teach it to your students. Like, because mm -hmm. it is something that you feel right. It's a belief system. Um, and so it's super important to be able to internalize it yourself. So then you can teach your students. Cause like what, like, if you don't, you know, if you don't believe that you can learn and grow and try new things, how are you supposed to like teach that to your students as well? Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, number one, especially as teachers, that's a big way it's going to help you in your day to day. It's in your teaching, right? Like, um, you're going to be open to new solutions with difficult students, or you're going to be open to, um, new ways of teaching. Maybe like if you're coming up against roadblocks, like it's all about, progressing and like trying new creative routes. Right. Um, and we all have the creative 
creativity to do that, even though sometimes we might not believe we're creative individuals. <laughs> you are like, don't take on that identity. You don't need that in your life. Like you are a creative person. Creativity is absolutely limitless. So don't limit yourself in that way. Right. Um, but as far as the day to day goes, it's mostly, you know, the fact that you're like willing to try and learn, right. Like I just mentioned, um, And because of that, honestly, because you're ditching the like victim mindset that things are happening to me, you know, aside from the privilege standpoint, um, it does become easier to flow through life. Like you're going to feel like there are a lot less obstacles. Often when we're in a fixed mindset and we come up against a roadblock of like, well, I I just can't do this, you know, Um, that becomes an absolute obstacle. How are you ever going to surmount that obstacle? Right. But if you have a fixed uh, or a growth mindset, you're going to think, okay, you know, this is a challenge. This is something difficult, but challenges are opportunities, right? So this is an opportunity for me to learn something new or find a different route. And that's going to help you move through life that much easier. Like big things are going to be much, become much less big. Right. Um, you know, we're still going to be faced with those challenges, but you will be better equipped to cope with them and to process them. Right. Um, and yeah, honestly, like you're, you're ditching that fear of failure, which means you're ditching your procrastination <laughs> because you're de- ditching your inner perfectionist. Yeah. Like, right. You know, that route Adva, right. That like perfectionism leads to procrastination. Like they are oh, one yeah. and the same. Yes. <laughs> we want to, we yeah. want to put out perfect work. We want to be perfect. And so we have this, such a high standard for ourselves that we procrastinate and we, we decide, well, I can't, I can't be perfect. So I'm just going to not do it. Right. But in the not doing it, you're not learning, you're not growing. Um, and so, you know, like you're going to find that in your day to day, you're procrastinating a lot less. You're putting a lot less pressure on yourself. You're lowering or maybe not necessarily lowering your expectations, but being realistic about the outcomes, you know, and being realistic about what you can do as an individual. Um, so it really does. It simplifies the day to day and it can be really empowering, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growth mindset has definitely changed my habits. Uh, <laughs> um, in what way? Like, I would love to know. So I, first of all, in the classroom, I would literally like when I first started, I would my confidence was so low that I didn't, um, I didn't teach a lesson until April of that school year. Now we start in September. That's like Mm -hmm. seven months into the school year. Um, Mm -hmm. and the fact that my boss didn't fire me that year, I was shocked. Um, (laughs) but so like having that growth mindset, I feel like would have helped me get, gain a little bit more confidence when it Mm -hmm. came to teaching in the classroom. So then, you know, four years later when I was teaching again and one of my lessons didn't go wrong, went wrong. I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to figure out how to teach this in a better way. And I I did that the next day because I literally looked at my co-teachers and I was like, can't, no, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I did that and I was able to like teach it in a better way, in a more like, um, in a way that my students could understand. Yeah. Um, so that kind of just shows you. Um, but I also always have a story about a colleague who used to come into my classroom and like whine and complain about mm-hmm. life outside of school. And mm-hmm. then in school it was also really tough. And mm-hmm. I, 
used to get into the, this like terrible negative energy because mm-hmm. she would come in and that, that was like the first thing that I would hear in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would like take it out on my students because I was so, I was like so upset with the fact that she came in and she like piled all of her shit on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, all I wanted to do was help her, but I just, I knew I couldn't do it. So part of, I feel like part of that growth mindset and part of um, being able to have that positive energy is also setting those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to set that boundary with her. Yes. I had to make sure that she was not coming into my classroom in the mornings because I knew that she was going to affect me and -hmm. she was going to affect the way I handled my students. And that Mm -hmm. wasn't fair to them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And that's, that's a really good point, Adva, like, um, boundaries are really key in kind of removing those negative forces around you that are not serving you. Right. And it doesn't need to be this big dramatic thing where you cut people off, right? Like it's more about addressing things and having a conversation around, you know, this is where my boundary is. And this is how it makes me feel when this is done. Right. And if you cannot respect that, then, you know, we have to move forward with that knowledge. Right. Like it's more about the acknowledging like where your boundaries are, too, and thinking about for you, you know, like, yeah, what is serving you? What is not serving you? And that is a really big part of being able to focus on, yeah, your growth mindset, too. Right. And having those conversations are not easy. But if you (laughs) just to bring it right back, like if you approach them with a growth mindset, you know, like practicing having those conversations can be really beneficial, right? Like they're really scary at first. I'm not going to lie. I hate setting boundaries. It's terrifying, but I do it. I do it. It's scary. Like, um, but the more you have those conversations, the easier they are going to get. Um, and it's going to feel like a bit of a weight off of your shoulders once it's done. Right. For sure. So, I think that's super important. I love the point you bring up about um, not having taught your first lesson until like seven months into the year, um, because I think that really points out that fixed mindset of like, well, I can't grow. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, however, you are only delaying your progress by seven months, right? Because you're not able to approach that lesson from the point of view of, saying like, oh, I'm going to teach this lesson and it's going to be a learning experience for me. I'm going to learn what works. I'm going to learn what doesn't work and just note it. And yeah, it can be scary to do because you're doing it in front of people, right? Like as a teacher, you're not just learning lessons behind a screen. You're not just like, you're learning lessons in front of a group of people. And that is scary, right? Because you're going to make mistakes and people are going to know about it. But (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, but I think something that's really important to learn is like, often I will get my clients to do a list of like 20 benefits of making mistakes and write all 20 out. Yes. Because I think that it can be really beneficial to learn, like to really see like, oh, like if I don't do this, like if I don't make mistakes, this is like 
I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to become a better teacher. I'm not going to become um, a better mentor. Like, <laughs> you know, so they're really important and it really illustrates that. And if you can just kind of direct it towards your life specifically, I find that super helpful. So yeah, I love that list. 20 benefits of making mistakes is so that's, good. That's really great. I love that. Um, yeah. I may steal that. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely should. It's it's one of my favorite exercises. Spread the word. Like people need to do it. So I, I may just do that. That's that's awesome. I love that. And honestly, like my like what I kept telling myself that year was that I didn't know what I was doing. So therefore I couldn't go and get up in front of the class. And my yeah. biggest fear, as you said, was making a mistake. Yes. And yeah. so from there, you know, what I did, and this probably isn't what most people would do, I went back to school. Because uh, I didn't yeah. have an education degree. And yeah. so I went back to school. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm going back to school. I'm going to learn. <laughs> okay. So I love that because that is one of the examples I give later on. Because I know you're going to ask me, how can we start moving towards a growth mindset? We can move and into that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that is one of the things that I say. Um, and I'll get into it in a little bit because I have a little process for everybody that we can kind of lay out. Oh, I love it. But flipping your actions and knowing that like, okay, where can I, you know, if this is scaring me or if I feel like there is knowledge missing, or I feel like there is like a lack of, um, talent here, what can I do to kind of bridge that gap? Right. So you said to yourself, you said, okay, I need to go back to school and you got the tools you needed and the knowledge you needed to be able to go back into it with confidence. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is cool. Now there is also something to be said about messy action and not just like staying in school forever. So you never have to do the thing, right. (laughs) You can go to that extreme, but seeking out ways of learning more to bridge the gap in your knowledge, to feel more confident is one really big way that you can move towards a growth mindset. So it's super cool that you mentioned that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I went back to school. I'm, I wasn't in school forever, but I went back to school for uh, another bachelor's degree and a master's in education. Yeah. And that was kind of um, my, I guess, stepping stone into like being the teacher that I actually wanted to be, being the educator that I wanted to be and being able to teach the lessons in a way that, that felt good to me and where I felt confident in it. Yes. Um, and like, if you look at me like seven years later, if you looked at my teaching, I was able to like kind of do it on the fly if I needed to. Yeah. And, and um, like, you know, my colleagues would be like, how do you do that? And like, well, I've done this for however many years and I had that moment of failure and I had that moment of, oh my gosh, if I don't get my shit together, I'm not going to be the teacher that I wanted to be. Before I continue this episode, I have some exciting news. I am hosting a free webinar next week. If you are a teacher looking to transform the way you show up for both your students and for yourself inside the classroom, this is the webinar for you. Here's what you'll get. A 40-minute training, a 20-minute Q&A, a replay that will be available for 48 hours after the webinar itself, and a comprehensive workbook. What it takes to be a classroom guru will be hosted on Monday, April 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you save your spot and put this in the calendar. You do not want to miss this. Register with the link in the show notes below. So speaking of 
ways to incorporate a growth mindset. Um, Let's dive into that. Yeah. I mean, so the question is how can we start moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. Number one, biggest thing is you want to identify your fixed mindset persona. So I like to use personas um, because they're like little parts of our personality, right? They're little voices in our heads. Um, and so that's, that's the way I like to call them. So you want to identify that mix, that fixed mindset persona that's holding you back. So often that can be like our inner critic, right. Mm-hmm. Um, or any type of negative self-talk that we feel popping up in our minds. Um, you know, like when our brains tell us, you know, I, well, you're not good enough. Or like, you're probably going to fail at this. Like those little pieces of negative self-talk, um, you want to take away its power by retraining it. Right. And so that's the main thing. So to be able to retrain the fixed mindset, you have to identify it first and foremost. So something I love to do to identify it is to give it a name, like name it, like call it your negative Nelly, call it your Karen. (laughs) Like, I don't know, whatever, whatever resonates with you or like, you know, like Bobby, I don't know, like whatever it is, something that makes you laugh or something that resonates with you, but take away its power, like give it a name. Right. And like, so that you can start addressing it when it pops up. Um, the next step after that, after naming the fixed mindset persona is identifying what triggers it. So, you know, what, what triggers it for you? Because we're all going to have different triggers depending on our life experiences, right. Um, taking on a big, new challenge is one of them learning something new. So Adva, that sounds like that was, that was, that's one's familiar for you for your first year of teaching, learning something new can be really triggering, really scary. Um, maybe you're failing at something. So that's triggering the, the thoughts of, well, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, it could be that when something goes wrong, you start to beat yourself up or you start to blame someone else, right? So that's something that we have to acknowledge too, because we can have big egos, right? And when they're damaged, it hurts. You know, um, feeling well. <laughs> yeah, right. So do I. We all do, right? So it goes wrong. You're like, that wasn't my fault. How dare that person do this? Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's a fixed mindset persona, right? Like there's a solution to that situation. Um, you know, when you procrastinate or you're feeling lazy, um, again, I don't really like to use the word lazy. I have it in my notes here, but I'm like, eh. I I'm very partial to rest. Like, I think we have a bad stigma towards procrastination and laziness. I think if you have an awareness of where your procrastination is coming from, and if it's coming from perfectionist tendencies, then that's something that should be acknowledged. But if you actually just need to rest because you're busy, like, then that's okay. So <laughs> we're going to go lighter on that one. Um, you know, and then when you worry about what other people think, like that can be another trigger too. So, you know, become aware of what your triggers are. Uh, and you can always do some inner work and try and trace them back to where you think they come from, right? Because we're all raised in certain ways, or we've all had life experiences that lead us to really be triggered in certain specific ways. Um, so after we've named the persona and identified our triggers, we want to become aware of our reaction. So when a situation happens that makes us feel judged or unworthy or threatened, we want to become aware of our thoughts and our behaviors. So I'm going to give you three questions to ask yourself when you feel like your fixed mindset is being triggered. So the first one is how am I rationalizing or judging the situation? Number two is how am I beating myself up or blaming others? 
And number three is what is the fixed mindset persona telling me? And you can replace that with the, whatever you named your persona to like, what is negative Nelly telling me right now? You know, like, what is she I saying? Yeah. So once you become aware of your reaction, you want to reframe your thoughts. This is where like the real work comes in. So, um, there is a CBT. I don't know if you guys have heard of CBT cognitive behavioral therapy, but it's based on the notion that your thoughts lead to your emotions and those lead to your behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so that is a chain. And if we're able to, to kind of shift anything within that chain, we shift the whole chain. So let's say we have a negative thought and we're able to shift that thought then that will help us shift our behavior at the end, right? And the action we take right. and vice versa. So if we can shift our action, that will likely start to trickle down and shift our thoughts too and our emotions. Um, so you can approach it from the thoughts side of things and you can approach from the action side of things. And we talked about action because that's all about, you know, acting on your growth mindset. So Adva, similar to what you did, you said, I'm going to go back to school because that's what I need. So if we're going to shift a behavior, it's all about acting on your growth mindsets. You can ask yourself, you know, like, what would help you achieve that goal that you haven't tried yet? You know, uh, what do you need to learn? What more, what, like, what information do you need? Um, and then you can make a plan and like set some goals based off of some actions you're taking. Mm-hmm. The other way to reframe is through your thought patterns. So you can reframe your thought So whenever you have those negative thoughts, change them. Um, And I'm going to give you two very special words that will help you do that. Um, The words are yet and the words are but. So if you tell yourself, I can't do this, add the word yet to the end of that. (laughs) I can't do this yet. That's going to help you leave space for growth, right? I will probably fail. What if you add the word but to that? I will probably fail. But if I do, I will learn something. How can you flip it with those two words, right? Like catch yourself in that. Yeah. Like it's really useful and it's just something easy you can implement in the moment. Um, so when you catch yourself in a negative thought, you know, try and find a more realistic or optimistic way you can look at the situation. And I have a couple of reframes that I absolutely love. So I'll give you a couple of examples. And some of these might actually, Yeah. Like some of these might actually really resonate with people. So these are some like examples of really solid rephrasing. So, um, you know, what if I'm like, the thought is what if I'm not good enough, I'll fail. Reframe that to everyone starts or everyone starts out not being good and successful people fail. Right. True. Um, Another good one is if it's hard, you're probably not good at it. (laughs) Right. Uh, we reframe that to, if it's hard, I need to put more effort in and it will be a great achievement when I get good at it. Amazing. Right. So there's some really cool ways. Um, it's not my fault. Reframe that to, if I don't accept whatever part of this is my responsibility, I give away my power. Mm. Right. Um, and again, it's, it's not always your fault. <laughs> like there, are things that, there are in fact things out of our control. I do want to bring that back into the conversation because that is super important to note. Um, but, you know, sometimes there are things in a situation that we need to acknowledge that we play a role. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are some fun ways to kind of shift perspective on it. And one way to do that for yourself is ask yourself, what assumptions am I making about the situation? 
That's a good one. Um, I love that one. It brings to light a lot of things because our brains have a tendency to just go forward without any control and do whatever they want. Like our minds have minds of their own. So (laughs) it is true. Yeah. I feel like our minds tend to go to the negative place. Yes. Easier. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if that's something that we're used to, right? Like it's a pattern. If that's our default setting, it's, it's so much easier to go there, right. Than to have to like find the positive and like, I can learn from this, right? Like, you know, it's, it's an easy grab at power is the thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. an easy grab at feeling powerful. Um, Same with the victim mindset. It's like, well, you know, it's all my fault. It's an easy grab at power, right? It's an easy grab at attention. And so if we shift to a more uh, pure form of empowerment within us, which is the growth mindset, it can be difficult, right? Like sure. it can be very hard, but it just takes practice. It just takes a little practice and you'll get there and your life will be so much easier. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I do remind everybody when I do talk about mindset is that it's not, you don't always have a growth mindset, but if you know how to work on it, work through yes. it, 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 yeah. it does help. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like mindset work never has an end. <laughs> like you're never just suddenly like, oh, I'm a perfect person. <laughs> it's a practice. It's a practice it takes every day. I default back into like my random shit that I thought I healed. I'm sorry. I don't even know if I can swear on here, but <laughs> I, I've sworn on here a million times okay, good. about it. <laughs> I default back to my random shit that I like think I've healed and then it'll come back up to the surface years later. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay hello, you're still here. Let's acknowledge you and kind of process a little bit. And then we'll take you back in, you know, um, like it's, it's a practice. And so you never, it's never going to be perfect, but you can work at it and, um, you can get better at it for sure. And that, um, I think kind of is a great way to get into just like tips and tricks to help, um, teachers, student teachers, whatever, um, to really, um, teach a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because we talked about how to internalize that growth mindset and how you can work on, um, you know, uh, uh, switching from a growth mindset, from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, how you can work on that. So now it's like all about how to teach it and how to, um, bring it into, I guess, a classroom, but you teach it on a consistent basis. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I can definitely give some tools, right? So that's what I'm here for. I'll, I'll give you a couple of little coaching tools that I like to use. Um, I think the biggest thing is remember what the basis of it is, right? It's all based in CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. So this is legitimate. If you want to teach a little bit of it to your students, you can find it online. Like it's all laid out there. So I think that's really cool place to start so that they can understand how it all works. And that CBT technique that we, um, you know, base this on is the fact that thoughts lead to emotions lead to behaviors. And so that's something that we can teach, right? Like you can use that as a visual, like lay it out, you know, thoughts, put an arrow, emotions, put an arrow, behaviors show how, when you, one of them is broken, 
you know, or one of them is shifted that we get to shift the whole chain, right? Like present it as a chain. So teach them the concept. Number one, I think is super important because then they can continue to go back to that concept themselves and use it over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is the first thing to developing a growth mindset is actually just understanding that at the basic level. Um, and then also two of my favorite prompts to use, like quick prompts, if you need a quick shift, um, are number one, what are the negatives of being afraid of failure and write, get them to write out 20 of those. I think it's super important. Yeah. And then on the flip side to end on a happy note, what are <laughs> the benefits of being open to learning? Right. So what are the benefits? What will that bring you in your life? And that can be like a really empowering exercise as you write all those things out. It's going to be very much an exercise of shifting a belief um, mm -hmm. into a growth mindset of being like, oh, my God, this is so excited. I like want to be open to learning. Because look at all of these amazing things that it will do for me in my life. Right. And when they write those lists themselves, they can tailor it to themselves. And so it's that much more powerful. Yeah. Um, so I love those two. Um, and then lastly, you know, one thing that we talked about in this, in this podcast is reframing thoughts. So teach them a little bit how to reframe their thoughts. If they have that little negative Nelly, I'm sure they'll love naming their personas, right? <laughs> have a little negative Nelly, that Karen that comes out every once in a while, you know, how can they say back off Karen? Like, I'm going to reframe this thought, yeah. um, you know? Yeah. I love, I love that. that. Like, I think so many of these exercises can be transferred to, and easily taught to, to kids, right? Like, I think yeah. that's what's cool about mindset work um, and where we are as a society too with mindset work and mindfulness and all that kind of stuff. Like kids are so open to this stuff nowadays, which I think is so great. Um, yeah, they learn yeah. about it. They, they learn about it inside their classrooms and yes. they develop that growth mindset inside their classrooms, which is amazing. Totally. It, yeah, it really, totally. it makes a difference. I actually read a book. <laughs> Um, yeah. that was about growth mindset inside the classroom. And mm -hmm. they said that when you teach it and you internalize it, that's when you see the biggest difference inside your classroom. Mm -hmm. That's when you see the biggest, the, the um, progress that your students are making and the way that your students are approaching challenges yes. ends up being very different than if they were to, to be taught more of a fixed mindset inside yeah. the classroom. So it does. Oh, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're literally teaching students and growth mindset is all about learning. Like if mm -hmm. they're able to be open to learning and trying new things that they've never tried before, like, hello, like there's so much potential there. Right. And if sure. we're able to teach that to the students, like your job's going to be that much easier. Is it not? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is really incredible. And honestly, a growth mindset can be in any aspect of life. And I think it is important, as I said earlier, to not only teach it inside the classroom, but also internalize it as a, in your day to day, because that'll mm -hmm. also help your students be able to internalize it. Um, yeah. The last thing is if someone wants to learn more about mindset, about you and your services, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? 
Yeah. So, um, my business is called a Nick Welsh social. So you can find me online at, uh, www.nickwelshsocial.com. Um, you'll see that half of my business is geared towards social media. The other half is geared toward mindset. Um, if you're approaching me as a teacher looking for mindset work, feel free to still use that same contact information to reach out to me. Um, I definitely take on general members of the public as well as entrepreneurs. So I'm open to helping everybody out. So yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at my website there or on Instagram at Nick Welsh Social. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adva. As always, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me at Shaping Little Minds Podcast. I love connecting with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.